Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriha at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the Profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Venerable Shariputra, said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five sounds to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, I datu up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. And the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One.
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Jodan, the Jodan, 
Yanju Madu Dani Yazuji Nagi Chinyeji Bezu Namji Rolam Hinjiazanye Dubayu Yadanzaji Yanamla Yanju Madu Dani Yazuji Nagi Chinyeji Bezu Namji Wattangala Tomorrow, So once again, uh, we will be going over Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, this, if we look at it in, from the outline, uh, it begins with uh, how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path. Uh, and then a second part of the outline is how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher, the stages of the path uh, of the students after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, and that second section of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher, uh, we have two points that are made. Uh, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then the uh, second point of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. So in that second point of the outline of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, we find three major headings. First, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, so that first section, uh, training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity, there are three main points that are made. First, the actual training of thought 
of a person uh, de developing or the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity. Uh, the measure, sec the second point is the measure of the attitude of uh, a person of small capacity. And then the third point is clearing up any misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. Uh, so the first category, which is the actual training of thought, of a person of small capacity ends up having two points. Uh, developing a state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of one's future life, or future lives. Uh, and then the second point of relying on a method or a means for achieving happiness in one's next life. Uh, so that's this major section we're under right now, developing, uh, uh, um, uh, relying on a method or a means for achieving happiness in one's next life. Uh, and that section has two major headings. First, uh, refuge and then second, going for, going for refuge, and then second, karma and its results. Uh, so we're in the section on Buddhist refuge, uh, and that section has four points that are made. First, the causes for going for refuge. Second, based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge to. Third, uh, how to go for refuge. And then fourth are the precepts or the advices that are related to refuge. Uh, so we're under that fourth section of the precepts or the advices that are related to refuge. Uh, and that section is explained by Lama Tsongkhapa by way of, in, in two specific ways. First, according to the compendium of determinations, and there's two ways that it's explained in that section. Uh, and then uh, the way according to the oral tradition. And then the oral tradition has the general uh, and then the uh, specific precepts. Um, and we're in the uh, section under the, uh, um, the uh, general precepts. I'm sorry, the general precepts section. ตาตมุกลาจะตะวะตุดวะตะกะตุสะจิตุรุสชินจะลาริชิบวะ what Shayamatangasumashawatrubatimbare. Sagarisana Twitter 
So we have in under the section of the precepts that are in common or the general precepts, there are six uh, general precepts uh, and then commentary that's given by Lama Tsongkhapa. First is by recalling the differences or the distinctions and the good qualities of the three jewels go for refuge again and again. By recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the uh, uh, first offer your food and drink uh, uh, before you use it or offer the first portion of your food and drink here but we had clarification on first portion means first before you use it uh, so the next third establish other living beings in this practice by considering them with compassion uh, whatever activity you engage in and whatever your purpose make offerings and supplications to the three jewels forsaking any other worldly methods after you have understood the benefits go for a refuge three times in the day and three times at night and maintain your refuge and do not forsake the three jewels even at in jest or if it costs your life so these are the six uh, and then it begins with the first by recalling the distinctions uh, or the differences and good qualities of the three jewels go for refuge again and again. And this end of the outline uh, falls categorically under a continuous offering, the first uh, of the uh, types of offering. Uh, and it says, as previously explained, you should repeatedly uh, keep in mind so uh, the differences between non-Buddhists and Buddhists the distinctions uh, among the three jewels or the differences between the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha and the good qualities or the excellent qualities of the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, so here, uh, one should... Um, uh, uh, this is, one is going for refuge again and again as we've gone over uh, many times before. Uh, um, after recalling uh, these points that are made, the distinctions and the differences uh, and the good qualities, etc. Uh, so this is the first point that's made. Uh, the second point that's made, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion of your food uh, and drink. Uh, so here, this is recognizing the great kindness uh, of the, the three jewels 
because of our um, temporary happiness and certain goodness and the excellent things that we have in our basis is due to the kindness of the Buddha um, because it's due to our virtue which is dependent upon the kindness of the Buddha we recall that kindness the, of the three jewels and then uh, make offerings constant make offerings constantly uh, with the, our food and drink uh, of our food and drink uh, so then where does this come from uh, Lama Tsongkhapa uses uh, quotes the King of Concentration Sutra uh, where it says though they obtain food due to the Buddha's merit the childish uh, do not repay their kindness uh, so here, this word childish, I forgot last week, it means an ordinary being, not a superior. Uh, so I forgot to translate that last week, and I realized it when Rinpoche was uh, doing it, so I just wanted to fix that error from last week. So here, the childish is referring to ordinary beings. Uh, it says, thus knowing that all temporary happiness and certain goodness that you experience, symbolized by food, are due to the kindness of the three jewels, you should make offerings with the intention of uh, repaying their kindness. Uh, so... Dissan. <laughs> uh, so then, when it, with regard uh, to the offerings uh, that one is making, uh, so here it says symbolized by food or due to the kindness of the three jewels. So uh, the things that we have are, are uh, um, the excellent qualities and so forth that we have here are symbolized by food in this but we recognize that all others are as well. You should make offerings with the intention. So one should have this in mind uh, and wish to repay the kindness uh, when one is making the offering. And then it says, with regard to offerings, there are two points, the actions of offering and then the attitudes of offering. The actions of offering have 10 categories, uh, and then the attitudes of offering have six points that are made. Uh, uh, so beginning with the actions of offering, there are 10 Rinpoche said people might already know these. We've gone over them. Uh, so they're offering to the uh, Buddha's body, or the, to the Buddha's body, offerings to the stupas, offerings to the directly perceived, offerings to the not directly perceived, offerings made by uh, oneself, offerings that you help others to make, offerings uh, of a co that are a combination that are made by yourself and that you help others to make. Uh, that it, this is an in common, so that have both of those qualities. Vast offerings, offerings not contaminated with the afflictions, and then offerings of practice. Uh, so these are the ten uh, types of uh, um, points that are made under the actions of offering. Mm -hmm. 
so then, we, when we look at this offering to the Buddhist body, offerings to the stupa, then the question arises, what is one offering? Uh, then when we find uh, the section in the great treatise on the stage of the path, uh, on 198, uh, we're, uh, it's actually enumerated as seven, but we're using, uh, we're explaining this in a different way, uh, where this number seven isn't actually a number. Uh, this is a, a, an explanation of what one is offering. Number seven is the offering that is the combination of made by yourself uh, and that you help others to make. Um, so it's just a different way to translate it. Uh, so uh, page 198, offerings of wealth and service. This is uh, just a commentary on what one is offering as opposed to a number. Nazat Uh, so, uh, then there are two categories then here, offerings of wealth and then offerings of service. Uh, so it says offerings of wealth are offerings to a Buddha or his stupa consisting of gifts of clothing, food, bedding, anything one would use at the sleeping time and the seat or the bed itself, medicine, personal necessities, uh, incense, aromatic powders and ointments, uh, flower garlands, music, and various types of lamps, or uh, butter lamps. Uh, so this is categorically under the offerings of wealth. So if one says, what is the offering of wealth? These are some uh, examples of what one is offering. Offerings of service, 
There is also offering respectful speech. So for instance, saying, oh, the precious teacher, the precious Buddha, uh, saying respectful things. Uh, prostrations, rising before the other or, or uh, standing up uh, before the other person. Uh, hands joined together respectfully, a variety of praises, obeisance with your limbs and head touching the ground and clockwise circumambulation. Moreover, inexhaustible gifts such as fields can be given, as well as offerings of jewels, earrings, bracelets, and the like. At the least, there are offerings of bells, silver coins, or spools uh, of thread. Uh, the, and then you can read it. These are what one offers to a Buddha or his stupa. Uh, so... Uh, these are the things offered to a Buddha or uh, his, his or her stupa. Uh, so this is, these are the two categories of offerings, offerings of wealth and then offerings of service. Chabachudre Malaria uh, so the the tenth point, offerings of practice, we find a large amount of information in here. It says uh, offerings of practice entail recollecting the four immeasurables, the fourfold condensation of the teaching, uh, the three refuges, uh, the perfections, so the causal perfections, the resultant perfections, the three refuges of the uh, Buddha, the Dharma, uh, and the Sangha. Uh, admiring emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization, disciplining your mind through the vows of ethical discipline, and striving on and meditating for the factors of enlightenment, the 37, uh, 34, 37, or 39 factors of enlightenment, the perfections, uh, 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 and the four ways to gather disciples. Uh, do this with great effort. Uh, so here, this offering of practice, uh, so for instance, uh, we find in the story of uh, Milarepa, um, who did not have material things uh, to offer, um, but uh, was able to offer his practice and realize that it was due to the master's kindness uh, that he was able to make this offering of practice. So because of the master's kindness, he offered his practice, and this was Tumarpa. 
so uh, th what this means is offering the practices that you engage in, uh, such as um, going for refuge or uh, meditating on the mind that aspires to enlightenment, bodhicitta, uh, pleases the guru. Uh, so when one is doing these practices, this is pleasing to the guru. Uh, so then this becomes an offering of practice. Uh, so in the um, Lamrim Dudin, uh, uh, so in the um so in the Lamrim Dudin, Rimache is uh, quoting, I'm just trying to find it, Rimache is quoting the Lamrim Dudin and saying that uh, um, there is the offering of the practices to the infinite masters uh, that is found uh, uh, in the uh, um, Lamrim Dudin. I'll look it up at the break, uh, just because Rimache said just to say that it's found, the, this offering of service is found in the Lamrim Dudin, the abbreviated stages on the path to enlightenment. ケビソバソンタジェルメチクロノルソンヨバナドワソンジェテネマンジャンジェベチュディモドチュディネチュソンチュソンレオルマダンデバレンデバデタンボソンサタンボソンサジェタンボサロアタテシュゴタサジェタ
Uh, so, and so far, in so if we're looking at the outline of the offerings, we find Lama Tsongkhapa's, we have the actions of offering and the attitudes of offering. If we look at Jaman Sheba's commentary, we have the uh, continuous offering, the actions of offering, and the attitudes of, of offering. Um, so it's, there's a different enumeration uh, depending on if we're looking directly at Lama Tsongkhapa's text or Jaman Sheba's uh, commentary. ジェルマチュワテチュバシャワタシビサンバタンワトソクンカバンドゥスナンサンガゲサンガネフェメトメサイゴンジノルドテンセディバイスソンソンワテネマタテネワテシャンサレンジョンワタチュバウゴサコント
So here it says you should always uh, make the best offering you can. Make especially good offerings on auspicious occasions and holidays to the best of your ability. Furthermore, since you constantly have to eat and drink, always offer the first portion of your food and drink. Uh, if you do this without fail, you will easily amass a large collection of merit. Uh, thus, from the depths of your heart, always offer the first portion of whatever you consume, uh, even water. So in this section, uh, it speaks of two different points. Uh, um, offerings that one makes all the time, uh, that one uses every single day, such as food and drink and other things, uh, making those continuously. But then there are those bigger offerings uh, that one can make uh, on specific special days because of the power of the day increases the amount of merit that one is getting by making the offering. Uh, so here, uh, during times such as the month of the Buddha, Sakadawa, uh, or uh, during other chembo, um, uh, great times, literally translated like times of greatness or great times, so holidays or special days on the calendar, and Rinpoche gave the example of the month of Buddha, Sakadawa. Uh, these times are times when one, if one is going to offer something grand, uh, one does it on those kind of occasions because of the um, great greatness of the merit one accumulates because of the power of the day, the greatness of that day. Um, but it says that the normal things offer constantly. Every time you use them, offer first before you use them, and not the first portion. Before you use them, first offer uh, these things that you constantly use. And here examples are of food and drink. Uh, um. So that's number <laughs> Longshibi, <laughs> So the number five category, uh, I, I read in English, but the number five category, if you do this, uh, furthermore, since you constantly eat and drink, always offer the first portion of your food and drink. If you do this without fail, you will easily amass a large accumulation of merit. Uh, so here, this is categorically uh, a small uh, um, effort that amasses a large amount or that it allows you to accumulate a large amount. So uh, something small that allarges you to, allows you to accumulate something large. Uh, and here we're speaking of a large amount of merit, amass a, a large accumulation of merit. Uh, so since we always use our, have to have food and drinks, we can always make this offering. Uh, so this small offering becomes great because we're doing it constantly. Uh, so this is number five. Number six is 
Seza, Seza Tabone Maiji, Kanzawane, Shagula, Chai Pusen Rela, Bua Kuji Chan, Duso Andawa, Zemo Monche, Sharae, Sondul and Jongos, Water and Water, Madabish Water and Water, Taka the Color Rubadan, Water Suma Pusun Desire, Tujum was as of the Babag was the Tuesday. どっちらどどてのよあれあんたのとも not offering the inappropriate or offer the appropriate so not offering the inappropriate here uh, uh, we find very little uh, information, but we find a quote from Sharawa. It says, Do not offer things such as moldy cheese, sweet cheese and yellowed leaves, but use what you have that is good. Uh, offering the first portion of tea will not be beneficial if it is done like clearing away some dust. Uh, so uh, sometimes uh, you'll see offerings are made of a, a, a block of cheese uh, um, or of butter. Um, one should offer only the best. One uh, shouldn't offer uh, cheese that has sections of green mold on it. Rimshi says, and uh, they say blue, um, uh, the name blue uh, for green in these cases. So anything with blue or green on it, or uh, any butter with this blue color or green on it, uh, we don't uh, um, are, is not, is not considered an appropriate uh, offering. It would be an inappropriate offering. So not offering things that are uh, rotten things like that. Uh, so, uh, and then previously in the offering of service, of practice rather, uh, section, Rinpoche quoted the Lamrim Dudan and says, then after uh, you've taken refuge, you should see that the root cause excellently propitious for, uh, uh, for as great a mass of good fortune as possible for this in future lives is proper, proper zealous devotion in thoughts and actions to your sacred guru who shows you the path. Thus you should please him by offering your practice of exactly what he says, which you should not forsake even if it costs your life. Uh, so here in the Lamrim Dudan, we find the offering of practice to China. Number six is not offering the inappropriate. Going back to the giant Sheva outline. Example, but the Najing has pauses and mother, pauses, ya, gun, dun, chi, jete, and then, but you peel some more, but you peel, and also, but you peel, ya, shete, pauses and dress, pauses and the lay, goyabu, do tuna, and pension of you there, pauses and the lay, goyabu duma tuba jay, and then what the pauses and the goyabu do tuba shoes, panta basanje. Pentumaris. 
So the, the, the number seven is the, I'm trying to figure out the exact name that you would use, but the need to recognize that it's a continuous field of, of, uh, of merit that can be accumulated. So uh, the commentary is that if one has a, a fertile field and that fertile field uh, is planted on in a season that isn't the time for planting, it is, becomes an infertile field or a bad field. Uh, so in the case of a field, uh, one has to plant in order for it to produce corn or rice or whatever one is planting. Uh, one has to plant in the appropriate season. Uh, one can't plant it in uh, the wrong season. Uh, now looking at the, the field of merit, when we're looking at the, uh, um, um, uh, the fertile field that gives rise to certain goodness and, and temporary happiness, uh, we're looking at the, the field of the, the, the jewels. Uh, um, and here, uh, this is a field that is always fertile and can always be uh, um, utilized to, to accumulate merit related, relative to. So one can always accumulate merit uh, related to the field of uh, this field. Uh, whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. So this isn't a field uh, like a normal field that uh, has a specific time that one can accumulate, uh, uh, one can uh, uh, reap the benefits here. In the case of a normal field would be corn and rice. In the case of the field of the merit that we're speaking of, the accumulation would be uh, um, um, uh, give, uh, the, the actions that give rise to these things. Uh, are the virtuous actions uh, that give rise to all temporary happiness and certain goodness. Uh, so here uh, we are uh, related to the, the jewels in the field of merit. Uh, um, we are able to constantly um, sow the seeds of virtue uh, and then and reap the benefits or reap the fruits of that virtue, uh, which are temporary happiness and certain goodness at all times. It's not related to a specific time. Uh, so, but uh, if one recognizes that this, this field uh, of merit uh, can constantly uh, produce results, uh, one has to engage in the actions to produce those results. Just having faith 
uh, and making aspirations uh, for uh, the accumulation of virtue to happen won't make it happen. One actually has to engage in the actions. Uh, so uh, now I'll read the way that it's written in English, uh, but the meaning behind it is that, that a, a fertile field isn't fertile unless it's planted on in the right season. Uh, the field of merit is always a fertile field, uh, no matter what season it is, winter, spring, summer, or fall. Uh, one has to actively engage in the accumulation of merit. Uh, one can't just, uh, with faith or prayer, wish for it to occur. Uh, so that's the meaning uh, behind this. Um, and this uh, categorically is number seven, uh, and it is uh, recognizing that one is always can, can sow these seeds of, of virtue, uh, and then one will see the need to do so by, by thinking of these facts. Uh, the word need is in Jayan Sheba's uh, um, uh, outline. So there's a need for this thought to arise uh, that one can continuously uh, accumulate this virtue winter, spring, summer, and fall during at all times. Uh, so for example, it will not work uh, just to put seeds on a fertile field without actually planting them in season. So it, is so it is appropriate continuously to plant the seeds of temporary happiness and certain goodness throughout the four seasons in the fertile field that gives rise to all temporary happiness and certain goodness in this and future lives. But you till this field with the plow of faith. Um, so that's how the translation reads. But Rinpoche is given the word-by-word -word meaning um, uh, of this stanza, uh, and the meaning is just a touch different than it would read into. So I'm just that's only I'm making the distinction uh, for that reason. Explanation of the need for offering. Gupitsu. So this one. What things are Rumsha <coughs> Okay, so 
Then we find a quote from the praise and honor of one uh, uh, worthy, I'm sorry, praise and honor of one worthy of honor. Uh, it says, no field of merit is like you. No field of merit like you exists in the three worlds. You are the supreme recipient of gifts, the pure one who makes a row of monks pure. Just as the height and breadth of the firmament have no limit, there is no limit to the fruition of helping or harming you. So this word firmament, I was listening, is just space in Tibetan. So, of the, just as the height and breadth of space has no limit. Uh, so, um, we, we got the word before, but I'm listening to the Tibetan. It's a very simple word, uh, space. Uh, so, uh, there is no higher field of merit in all of the three worlds than the Buddha. Uh, and here we're in the three jewels section. Uh, so uh, it says the pure one. So pure one is referring to the ethics, uh, ethical discipline, uh, the perfection of ethical, the perfect ethical discipline, who makes a row of monks pure. Uh, just as the there is no limit to space, and then and it's Rinpoche uh, uh, is saying that there's no limit uh, to the offerings of those flowers and. and uh, to the fruition of helping or harming you. Water tree. So in Middletown, there's many different trees and water. We're going to try and get the flowers, everything. There's many of these. So this isn't beneficial to the Buddha. It doesn't harm the Buddha either. So it's just a, so the limitless space is the same. So the. So we'll <laughs> number Uh-huh. 
so the eighth category is to uh, make offerings only to the three jewels, uh, exclusively to the three jewels. So there's other objects of offering. People make offerings to local deities, some to trees, some make offerings to stars and the sun. Uh, so here, this is was specific, since there's no other uh, field of merit, uh, it's, it's d differentiating between an ordinary field of, uh, and a, the supreme field of merit uh, and stating that, that this is the, uh, the, what we make offerings to, uh, the three jewels. Uh, so with being specific uh, in number eight of, of making offerings to the supreme field, uh, which is the three jewels. So this offering to the supreme field and then uh, referring to three jewels. Uh, so we'll take a short break uh, and we'll be right back. Uh, so just real quickly going uh, to this quote here. Uh, it's a little bit different. I was looking at it at break. It says, just as the height and the breadth of space is limitless, as are the water and trees. Uh, it says, these don't hurt or harm him, uh, therefore there is no limit to the fruit. So that's the literally what it says in the Tibetan. So i just translating that. Decent. <coughs> so number eight is offering to the Supreme. Jeba jenapone Chubalajambas so <coughs> Uh, so the next is offering only to the Supreme, this eighth point. Uh, this eighth point. It says, since our practice is such that we cannot even think of a Supreme field of merit as we would an ordinary field, we should always strive to make offerings to the three, three jewels. Uh, so here, this is offering only to the supreme uh, um, objects of offering. And here, the supreme object of our offering, or who we offer to, is the three jewels. Uh, here, it's saying, throw away uh, any other offerings. Or don't, Rinpoche said yushu, which means throw it out. Throw out the uh, other offerings, offerings one would make to trees or to stars or to the moon. Uh, because there is no other higher object of offering than the three jewels. So dismiss every other type of offering and strive to only make offerings to the three jewels because they are the supreme basis. Number eight. Number nine. 
Gobadetetarchebi Naguna Jula Maji Lui Toshin to Chung Yu Tuso Shing Tula Temba Manga Yenos Manga Yen Shing Tula Temba Manga Yenos Cousin was the Tasha Gatana to Goba de Goba Goba de Le on the Shin Tamba de Chuba Bugi and Gazach Yungre and Kasugre, then Chibuchung Lantan Din Lantuzo, Guata. Tisangutusa Shachu Sajiko so the ninth category uh, deals with the question, the section that Sasha uh, had a question about uh, last week, um, and it's uh, relying on the power of the field of merit. Uh, um, so here it says, uh, by doing so, our mind's power with respect uh, to the stage of the past path will increase as a result of the strength of roots of virtue grown in this excellent field of merit. Uh, therefore, when our mind's power is so weak that we cannot retain the words when we study, understand the meaning when we reflect, or gain knowledge when we meditate, we should rely on the power of the field of merit. So the, the basis, uh, the field of merit here is rely, referring to the three jewels, the Buddha jewel, uh, the Dharma jewel, and the Sangha jewel. Uh, and here it says, by making offerings uh, to uh, this powerful field of merit, 
one's power will increase with respect to the stages of the path. So one's ability to engage in the uh, stage of the path shared in common with beings of small, medium, and great capacity uh, will uh, be able, uh, with, uh, shared in common with beings of small and medium capacity, and then the teachings for beings of great capacity uh, will uh, be able to become clear. So one will be able to uh, achieve the um, the uh, um, the, pa the, uh, uh, the higher realm rebirth uh, through the pathways uh, to the higher realms. One will be able to achieve liberation or nirvana through the pathways to liberation or nirvana, and one will be able to achieve complete Buddhahood through the pathways uh, to Buddhahood. So here, um, this becomes a very powerful uh, object to increase the, um, our abilities with respect to our practice. Uh, so we should make supplications. Uh, we should rely upon this power of, of the field of merit. Uh, so here, this is the ninth category, uh, uh, the, pa um, uh, the power of the field of merit is probably the best way. Okay, so then we have, so it says this is a personal instruction. So that was a question before. Uh, you could also say this is in the oral tradition or this is oral, uh, the oral instruction. So it's just saying this is what's passed down in scripture. And then it says here we have a quote from uh, Lopun Bao or Arya Shura. Uh, it says, uh, Shri. Marchaketa also says, and Marchaketa is uh, another name uh, for Aryashura, uh, um, and Aryashura um, was a non-Buddhist who debated Aryadeva and was defeated and then was converted to Buddhism um, in Nalanda uh, times. Uh, so uh, this is a quote from Aryashura. <laughs> ผมบ่เจอเจอตาครูยอสตวาลเมติบาตารูเจนะกังกะลุตุนะคุเคบะเจอวะอันนุกอามาลานะตางาเปเคบะชิบิชายอสตาอังกะสตวาลกังกะต
So, so the story uh, with uh, the great master Aryashura is, is as follows. Um, Aryashura was in the area that he lived in, became uh, very famous for being the greatest scholar. He was able to uh, out-debate and out-logic everyone who was in his area, and he went to his mother with great pride and said, uh, I am the, the greatest debater, I am a great scholar. And his mother said, you can't state that until you've gone to Nalanda. Nalanda was a great university of scholars for, for Buddhist uh, studies. So uh, she said, you'll have to go there and debate there in order to say that you are this great scholar. Uh, so he went uh, to Nalanda Monastery to prove his, his worth, to prove how great a scholar he was. And uh, everyone there became quite scared and had difficulty, actually, uh, with de debating him because he was very intelligent. Uh, so they, they met and decided to uh, write a letter and invite first uh, Master Nagarjuna uh, to come to help with this person uh, to debate. And uh, so they, they had a, a meeting and then the protector deity of Nalanda Monastery transformed into a bird and carried this letter to uh, Master Nagarjuna. Uh, and Nagarjuna got the letter, uh, and uh, he thought, maybe it won't be so good if I go myself, uh, and I'll send uh, Aryadeva, who is one of his root disciples. Uh, so Aryadeva uh, then went to Nalanda Monastery and debated Aryashura, uh, and defeated him in debate, uh, out, you know, logicked him and defeated uh, his premises and defeated him in debate. Uh, and then he was put, uh, Aryashura was put into the library, like uh, almost like locked in the library of Nalanda Monastery. And then he began studying all the, t the tenets and the texts. Uh, and when they came back to get him, he had been converted uh, to Buddhism and then had uh, in his lifetime then became one of the greatest living scholars in Buddhism uh, uh, and then uh, wrote these things as a result of his conversion and, uh, and, and realizing uh, um, the truth, uh, the, the truths of Buddhism. And uh, not only was he a great scholar, he was the greatest scholar in the category of the highest tradition of tenets in the Madhyamika Prasangika view, the middle way consequence school. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, in, we find uh, in the um, uh, 35 uh, Buddhas of Compassion uh, this uh, supplication uh, that's made uh, by depending on, on you, uh, I, can, I can find it in the Tibetan, but by, by depending on you, my mind is converted uh, and so forth. So in the 35 Buddhas we find this aspiration uh, as well um, uh, the, as, as, as Metidayans. I can look it up in a moment. 
ਉਹਦੇ ਮਦੀ ਤਾਂ ਸਿੰਘ ਤੁਲਾ ਤੇ ਮਦੀ ਤਾਂ ਲਿਆ ਬਚੋਂ ਬਰੇਸ ਤਤਾਇਆ ਪਦੇ ਮਾਖੂ ਜਿਸ ਤਤਾਇਆ ਪਦੇ ਮਾਖੂ ਜਿਸ ਤੁਮੇ ਬਾਉ ਸਗਦੂਸ ਹੇਗਾ ਤੂੰ ਲਾ ਕੀ ਚੈਂਬੋ ਹੇਗਾ ਤੂੰ ਲਾ ਕੀ ਚੈਂਬੋ ਚੋਲਾ ਤੇਨੇ ਦਾਗ ਲੋ ਯਾ ਜੀ ਤੂ ਜੀ ਚੋਤਰ ਨੇ ਚੋਂਗੋ ਸ਼ਿੰਦੋ ਚੋਂਗੋ ਸ਼ਿੰਦੋ ਫੇਵਾ ਜੋਰੋ ਸ਼ੇਸੋਂ ਬਤਾ ਰੋਸ ਅਨੇ ਸਾਜੀ ਚੋਗੀ ਸਿੰਘ ਤੋਲਾ ਤੇਨੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਲਬੇ ਪਾਉਦ ਤੂੰ ਟਰਿਆਲ ਜੇ ਰਖਿਬਾ ਮਨੋਆ ਕੋਨਵਾ ਮਾਚਾ ਕੋਨ ਤੂੰ ਟਰਿਆ ਤਾਂ ਨੰਬਰ 6 ਸਨ ਤੂੰ ਟਰਬਾ ਚੇਨਾ ਸ਼ਿਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਅਜੇ ਦੋਸ ਤੇ ਸਾਜੀ ਕਰਦੀ ਸਿੰਘ ਤੋਲਾ ਤੇਨੇ ਉਹਦੇ ਦੇ ਸੋ ਵਰਦਾ ਜੇ ਸੋ ਵਰਦਾ ਰੋਸ so then it says by depending on you uh bhagavan so my mind though weak has broadened like a river in the rainy season attaining great skill in composing poetry uh so here it's saying by relying on you uh which i previously didn't uh oh bhagavan my weak mind has just broadened uh because of my reliance upon you uh and as a result uh, uh its ability has increased like a river in the rainy season uh and i've attained this great skill in composing poetry so here it's uh, um, saying that uh because of uh depending on the uh the buddha uh this has happened his uh, mind's abilities his intelligence has increased what the gobal khadu to tera tat choba de choba chebo to chujut karta gosna choba khurun ta sen sen chebo de sen sen de neba chebo yona choba chebo janore saju de sen sen bata hote de choba bi baina choba chebo janore bata ngobu ki choba mares wote wote choba de mudo choba so the next is the 10th category is the motivation uh so it uh it's it doesn't matter how big or small the offering or how big the offering is uh it matters how the motivation behind the offering what the motivation behind the mo- offering is so for instance if one has the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta uh then that offering becomes a great offering no matter the size because it is uh, the motivation is there the pro- the positive motivation is there tanni tujji chumji bhu raja ki chumji bhu shaju samaji ki chumji bhu bhaina kususu chumji bhu jibaroda ਨੰਨੇ ਤੇ ਗਦਾ ਤੇ ਚੋਂ ਆਇਓ ਜਿਰੇ ਰਾਜੇ ਸੰ ਗਦਾ ਤੇ ਲੈਂਡਰੀ ਜੋ ਜਿਰੇ ਸਾਚੂ ਸੰਭੀ ਚੁੰਬੀ ਗਦਾ ਤੇ ਪੇਛੇ ਬਈ ਜਰੂਦਾ ਸੰਭੀ ਚਬਾ ਦੇ ਵਦੇ ਚੁੰਬਲ ਤਾ ਆਇਓ ਮਾਰਦੇ ਚੁੰਬ ਚੁੰਬ ਚੀਪਰ ਹੋਦਾ ਚੁੰਬ ਬਰਲੇ ਸੈਂ ਨੇਤੂ ਰਾਜੇ ਸਾਸੇ ਸੁੰਦੇ ਚੁੰਬ ਸੁੰਭੀ ਬਈ ਨਾ ਅਨੇ ਸਾਚੂ ਸੰਭੀ ਚੁੰਬੀ ਚਬਾ ਦੇ ਜਾਚੇ ਜੋ ਜਰੂਦਾ ਉਹ ਤੇ ਸੈਂ ਕਿਚੇ Uh so uh here the point is is that if we look at the three categories of practitioners the hearers the solitary realizers and the bodhisattvas um if for instance any among them if they for instance they all offer a butter lamp so if every one of them offers a butter lamp uh the root virtue accumulated by the hearer is uh a small smallest amount of virtue uh the root virtue uh, accumulated by the solitary realizer is the next level or a medium uh the word medium wasn't used the next level of virtue uh and then the um if one uh, uh uh if a bodhisattva offers it uh then this is the greatest uh level of virtue of root virtue that's accumulated and it's because the motivation or the thought of offering the thought behind offering literally uh um the thought while offering <laughs> um 
is different in those cases. So each of the individual practitioners' um, uh, abilities, if you will, are different. Therefore, the uh, amount of root virtue that's accumulated is different. So if we find the offerings in all the traditions, so we have offerings of the Christians and Hindus and Buddhists, uh, but the thinking's different. So that's the meaning behind this. The thinking of the offerings different, uh, therefore it's different. Uh, so this is uh, um, number 10, according to Jayan Sheba, the thought uh, while offering, or the motivation. It is taught that offerings are not determined by the material object offered, off, objects offered, but by your faith. Thus, if you do not have material possessions to offer, then offerings of mandalas and water or of things not held as property and the like will suffice uh, if you have faith. Some have possessions but are unable to give them up, quoting the verse as, I have no merit, I am poor. I have no other uh, wealth for offerings. This is, as Potawa said, like a blind person trying to fool a sighted person by dropping a bit of sod incense into a smelly conch cup, saying this is water uh, is scented with uh, sandalwood and camph camphor. Uh, so here, um, if you do not have uh, material possessions to offer, so if you legitimately do not have them, 
if here I asked Rinpoche if this word faith, it's t faith in the Tibetan, but it, sometimes Tibetan words have multiple meanings in English. If this word faith could be like motive, the word for motivation, that is another word in Tibetan. I asked him in Tibetan, and he said similar. Uh, so uh, just keep that in mind as I read the word faith. Um, uh, so thus, if you don't have anything to offer, it's sufficient to offer mandalas, uh, water, uh, things unowned, and so forth. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to do the meaning from here on. If you do have things to offer, and then you don't, and say, well, I really d don't, uh, because I'm poor, I don't have anything to offer, then this would be like somebody blind trying to fool a sighted person by putting uh, some incense powder in something uh, dirty and saying this is a wonderful offering of, of, in of scented water, when the person with sight can see clearly what's happening. Uh, um, so that's the, the meaning uh, behind this, is that uh, if you don't have anything to offer, if your, your faith is appropriate, you can offer things unowned and mandalas and the sort. If you do have things to offer, uh, you should offer them uh, uh, because you can't, can't fool uh, the objects of your offering, basically. What? That you they know do? you have something to offer. Yes, man. <laughs> Decent. <laughs> that you do, but uh, number 11 now. Chibi <laughs> Come so this next one is the your possessions will not decrease; they will only increase. Uh, and then we find uh, where does this come from? From Punchoa, uh, who originally had didn't have very much means, but was only able to offer <coughs> incense. Uh, and then he was able to get better and better and better incense and more and more incense uh, as a result of the merit accumulated and then uh, was able to offer large amounts. Uh, so the, the next point is is that there won't be a decrease uh, um, uh, in your things or possessions, something to that effect. What did you do about the Number 11. So it says... Tingapuse Chuba Chungola Tene, Mapinas, Chuba Chuba Pia Chuba Chuba Pia 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 Ch
Serambo, Tendashi, Dundulaza, Chuba Pia, Chujo Gilmadum, Mabibaina, and the Mazetagar on Tagadores, and Chori, Chori, Chuba Chujo Madame at the Pibaina, Chori, Nathan, Jane, Jason Dundui, Kungi Shalentar, Hade, Kung, whatever. And then Okay, so this is number 11. Pachongwa said, First I gave sod incense with a sharp odor. Next I obtained sweet-smelling long sticks of incense made from four substances to give. Now I give aromatic akara, turukska, and the like. Thus, if you despise small offerings and do not give them, your entire life will pass in that way. However, if you make earnest effort in stages, beginning with small things, conditions will improve. You should practice as Punchuma did. It is said that one occasion he made a preparation of incense of worth 22 uh, gold coins. Uh, so here, the advice is to give in stages. Even if you initially only have a very small amount to give, give that very small amount. And then in stages, your ability to give more will increase uh, as a result of this uh, offering. Um, uh, so it, it says, um, um, uh, so here it's saying that you shouldn't think that it's not good to give a small offering. So this despise, you shouldn't think, oh, this is too small of an offering, I shouldn't give it. You should think of it as I'm giving this offering so that I can, in stages, increase my offerings more and more and more. Uh, I hope that's clear. So you shouldn't think this is too small. You should think this is part of the stages working up to something more in, in a looser way. Uh, so that's the meaning behind that. What that? So now we're at number 12. so this next one is a, a limitless or a, va a vast or a limitless or a great offering, a mutable offering maybe. So like a, limit, a limitless offering. So here, uh, this is uh, referring to the great beings. So we uh, um, would have difficulty doing this. But for instance, a bodhisattva on the first ground uh, is able to emanate uh, 100,000 bodies uh, to 100,000 different uh, Buddha fields. 
uh, and make offerings to those Buddhas uh, and so forth. So here this is referring to that kind of vast ability uh, to make a, a limitless offering. Uh, so this is number uh, um, 12. 12, right? Yeah, yeah Juni, 12. Li- I, limitless... Uh, at some point, I'm going to get the text to be able to get the exact words, uh, wording, um, but it, the meaning of it is limitless or vast or uh, unsur... Uh, that's it. And then we'll read into the commentary. Mm-hmm. Sabachamba Mm. Uh, so then it says, uh, great beings who have gained control over material things emanate many hundreds of thousands of bodies, each of which in turn emanates hundreds of thousands of hands. Uh, so this is referring to those bodhisattvas on the ten grounds, uh, those kind of beings. So this is what it would be referring to. Visiting all the Buddha realms, so visiting all the Buddha fields, they make offerings to the conquerors for many eons. Um, uh, so uh, they can do all this while others settle for small achievements that look good and say, I do not expect enlightenment through making offerings. This uh, is the nonsense of those who have little exposure to the teaching. Uh, thus we should do as it says in the Cloud of Jewel Sutra. So here um, it's, it's stopping the idea. It's uh, negating the idea that one can't get enlightened by making offerings um, because we see that the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas who can make these vast offerings uh, of a hundred thousand bodies and a hundred thousand hands uh, do so. Uh, so these great beings do so. So uh, we shouldn't think that um, uh, making uh, 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 offering is a small achievement and therefore not going to produce enlightenment. Um, so it's the negation of this idea that a small offering isn't really going to produce enlightenment. So that's number number 12. It's the negation of this idea um, uh, when one sees that limitless offerings are made by great beings, that offering itself doesn't produce those results. Uh, so the, the category would probably be uh, um, more like um, uh, we're going to just leave it with the meaning at that for now, instead of adding more that could be wrong. <laughs> so now we're at number 13. Just 
Okay, so this is number 13. Uh, um, and this is after uh, having listened to and studied well uh, the acts of vast offering. Uh, sincerely dedicate these actions, offerings and acts of service before the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. So uh, dedicating these acts of offering and service. So it says, study any of the vast offerings. So uh, here, offering of wealth and service. So uh, um, uh, it doesn't read exactly like that in the Tibetan, uh, but it's correct in the English here that it is meaning of service, acts of service is the same as offering of service. Uh, so it says, study in the Great Sutras. Listen to and study the Great Sutras uh, and ascertain the meaning uh, of what a vast offerings of wealth are, acts of service are, or offerings of service are. Uh, and then it says, with supreme wholehearted resolve, sincerely dedicate these offerings and acts of service before the Buddhas uh, and Bodhisattvas. And this is number 13. <laughs> Uh, so we, we find uh, this order, we have Jayan Sheba's first 
Lama Tsongkhapa begins with the actions of offering and attitudes of offering. Jayan Sheba adds in the continuous offering, making for a total of three, uh, and then we have ten more, uh, the order given, uh, the time of offering, etc., making for a total of thirteen, according to Jayan Sheba. Jayan Sheba was a very similar to a Nalanda scholar. He was a Tibetan scholar who wrote many texts and was a very, very great scholar. So the um, Lama Tsongkhapa wrote uh, two texts on the Abhisama Alamkara, uh, the Golden Rosary texts, and Jayan Sheba was Kona, Jayan Sheba Kona. Jayan Sheba was the city of 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 the so we find that uh, Jayan Sheba has the uh, only the the clear the clear a clear commentary on this golden rosary. Uh, uh, he's the textbook writer for Drepong Gomang, uh, and he has a very clear commentary, the, like almost like the only. But I don't want to say that a, a very clear com uh, clearest or clear commentary on the the golden uh, uh, rosary and its two categories of the golden rosary. So we, we don't find any pension son on Drapa, uh, we don't find commentaries in Jetsumba, uh, we don't find commentaries, uh, so it's just only the um, Jayan Sheba's commentary that we really find uh, explaining the Golden Rosary. So pension son on Drapa and Jitsuma, pension Jitsuma Nietzsche? Pension the Jitsuma Shinda Sukanga Injure. What the Nazi Nibijan Jitsuji, Motujan Java Nazi Jayuro. What the sitting. So in this text, the essence of this this there's a text written Rimche said by Jayan Sheba and Jetsumba, which is the essence of the meaning of the Golden Rosary. But it doesn't it has the essence of an abbreviated essence of the meaning. And other writers have also done this, but it's an abbreviated essence of the meaning.
Jenda Yomari. So this, these points that are being made that we're going over by Jayan Sheba are very subtle and difficult. You don't find this anywhere else in, in any of the other commentaries, and there's many of them. Uh, we don't find this in Liberation in the Palm of Your Hand by Pabunka Rinpoche. We don't find this in The Path to Bliss by the Penchen Lama. We don't find it in uh, um, the spoken words of Manjushri by the Fifth Dalai Lama. Uh, so we don't find this information in any other text except in this uh, commentary by Jamyan Sheba. So when we look at uh, uh, who carefully goes over the Lamrim Chemo, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, we would say that Jamyan Sheba uh, is the number one uh, person uh, who carefully goes over uh, the Lamrim Chemo and comments on it properly. So, as Rinpoche said before, as you can see, uh, this is not an easy book to comment on. Uh, so if we didn't have Jayan Sheba, we would probably be uh, um, off course with the Lamrim Chema, or we would, wouldn't be able to, to be uh, as straight. So now we have the, uh, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment in English, and if you sl- students slowly go over it and read it, then you will also become great scholars in this material. So now we're done with Jamian Sheba for now, the, this section on the Jamian Sheba. Uh, in other comment, is only his commentary, Jamian Sheba's commentary, we'll find this. Uh, other commentaries, we, we don't get the meaning of this section from. Uh, so this is why we looked at, we're looking at it. Uh, but at the root, Really, we is the the outline of the Lamrim Chemo that we should look at uh, as the root of our 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 em- emphasis or focus is the la- outline in the Lamrim Chemo. And then the root of that is the lamp for the path to enlightenment. And then the root of the lamp for the path to enlightenment is the Kangjur and the Tanjur, the uh, pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the authentic Indian commentaries. So we look at this section on Buddhist refuge, uh, and then we think about other religious traditions such as Christianity uh, and Hinduism. Uh, it would probably be very similar uh, when, if we look at going for refuge, uh, the uh, causes for going for refuge, uh, the, uh, based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge too, how one goes for refuge, uh, and then the advices or precepts of refuge. So we would probably find a very similar thing in, on the other religious traditions as well. So we, we can see this small amount and then we can expand upon it, uh, the meaning of it from there. And then also in information in here we can uh, combine or uh, um, uh, combine with the scientific thought and, 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 use, and look at that as well. So the scientific reasoning uh, and apply it to what has been learned and expanded as well.
so these Nalanda scholars uh, um, were really scientists. So uh, all the sciences are beneficial. Uh, so uh, that'll be it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for your patience with my translation. Anything missing or added is a fault of my own, obviously. Uh, and uh, let's do the concluding mandala offering. Uh, dedication prayer. Yeah, concluding mandala offering, dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Duru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avalokiteshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujirum Chegutsi Shapi Denonan. Let's